If the truth hurts, you should get ready to feel some pain. This is the Montreal Forum with Tony Marinero on TSN 690. Welcome back. Marinero with you. Three minutes past 11 o'clock on TSN 690. We're with you until noon, at which point Salikas joins me. And we'll bring you Habs Lunch between noon and 1 on TSN 690. July 1st is around the corner. That means unrestricted free agency. The names are out there. Radulov, Markov, Alsner, Bonino, Shattenkirk. The list goes on and on. Mark Mathot, a couple of days ago, was traded from Vegas to Dallas. And I saw on social media that... He'll be making $700,000 more in Dallas than when he was playing in Ottawa. And obviously, that becomes pretty important with unrestricted free agency around the corner. How much, if Radulov wants $7 million with the Canadians, does that mean he wants less money with another team? And if the Canadians would offer him less than $7 million, is there a way that he could be able to save some money or to recoup some money? And so to answer these questions and more, and we'll talk to him about residency as well, is tax partner over at Fuller Landau, Ernie Furt. Good morning. Good morning, Tony. Thank you for doing this. My pleasure. All right. Okay. So let's start with Radulov. Fine. If he's asking for $7 million a year on a six-year deal, $42 million, how much money is he taking home if that's what the Montreal Canadiens? Well, his his maximum rate's about 53%. So he's going to take home 47%, uh, pretty much. So he's being taxed at 53%. He's being taxed. In Quebec, he's being taxed at 53%. But it depends where you're resident at the end of the year. So players can work here, but be resident elsewhere, meaning that their their wives and families live either in the U.S., live in another province, live in another country. Their wives and families can, but it goes under their T4, does it It not? goes under their T4, but residency is, deter- is determined where are your roots. You know, you can live in Montreal in a rented apartment, but you can have a beautiful mansion in Florida. But in order to have a less tax bracket, wouldn't he have to be physically be in Florida X amount of days per year? It... Residency is a ba- is is a factual based test. So yeah, he could be here for a certain amount of time, but he could also be in Florida in the off season. If he's in Florida in the off season, Florida is his main home, and that's where all his, uh, of his relationships are. His, his his friends, his house, his kids go to school there, um, etc. That would be that would help him achieve Florida residence. So when you're looking at a Canadian's payroll, and you and you're looking at a split because they split their payroll between games in Canada and games in the US and effectively you're looking at a 60 65% split to Canada and a 30 uh, a 30 to 35 to 40% split US. Okay, but physically, yeah. his wife and or kids would have to be in Florida. Is they would that have correct? To, they would have to be in Florida okay. for the most part. His investments, he would be he would be dealing in inve- with investments in Florida as opposed to dealing with them here. He would not own a property here. He would simply rent a property here and he would have his big home back in Florida. But the players want to be with their families, and reality is is at 99.9%. It's not that, right? If you're Radulov and you're playing for the Montreal Canadiens, 
or you're Markov and you're playing for the Montreal Canadiens, I mean, chances are you're going to want to be with your wife and kids. You're going to want to be with your wife and kids, but depending depending on the situation, depending if you get traded mid-season, you know, you you can leave your wife and kids back to where, where they are. Or if you're young and you don't have a wife and kids and the only thing you have are your parents, effectively, you can live anywhere. Okay, let's just say Markov, all right? Markov is looking for a two-year deal. He made 5.75 on his last contract per year. He actually has a home in Pompano, and his wife-to-be loves it there. The kids love it there. What if they agree to go live in Florida while he plays one or two more years with the Montreal Canadiens? If Markov wants the same contract he had last time, Mm 5.75, or let's make it a round number, okay? Whatever number you want to use. How much money would he be saving if his wife-to-be and his kids live in Pompano? He'd be saving, on a $5 million salary, U.S. dollars, okay? He'd be saving in U.S. dollars about $261,000. That's it? That's it. On $5 million, $261,000. Not that bad. It's not that bad, but it buys a few groceries. Yes, it does. Buys a nice car? No, there's no doubt about that. We, We hear how much of a disadvantage the Canadians are at. But the disadvantage is not that big. And everyone talks about the Canadians having to overpay. Okay, so now let me do this. So he would save $261,000 if his family would live in Florida. Correct. Let's just say his family's not going to live in Florida. They're going to live in Montreal. Okay. To be able to compensate for that $261,000 that he would have saved had they lived in Florida, how much more money do the Canadians have to give him per year? Let's double it. And a little bit more. And a little bit more because, because it's 53. So, okay. so, 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 you know, so just 520, five, say 535,000. A little under that. But. A little under $600,000. That's it's a little bit more hefty and, when you look at it that way. And actually. when you look at it on a salary cap, that, that's, not, that's a number that's important. And on players that are seeking in that particular situation a five or a six year deal, and the Canadians would have to pay shy of $600,000 more. Well, on five years, that actually becomes three million. three million. And that's where it becomes tricky. Exactly. We're with uh, Ernie Furt, who is a tax partner over at Fuller Lando. By the way, you ever taken calls before? Absolutely. Uh, if anyone wants to give us a call at 514-790-1690, you can actually give us a call and um, and uh, Ernie will answer your questions. Um, personal tax. So when... I would imagine you do uh, the tax taxation for some athletes. Yes. Uh-huh. When you do it, what are some of the things that you do to help athletes who live here? I take a look at at all of their income because some of their income you can put it in a corporation if they have endorsements, for example. You, Which th- a lot of athletes today do. A lot of athletes today do, and they don't necessarily have to be taxed personally on that income. So they can tax it in a corporation and the rate is lower, and they can defer the taxation in there. So that, that's one thing they can do. A lot of athletes that I've seen, because I've dealt with mainly sports agents. Okay, so for someone who took an accounting class back in 1990, and, and I only passed because I called the teacher the day before the exam, and I said, I'm worried about the exam, and he said, you're a nice guy, I'm going to pass you. What does that mean exactly, that you know you can put it in a corporation? He'd have to open up a business? He, he, would, he would have to incorporate an entity. Okay. It's a separate person under, under tax law. Yes. And you know it would, it would be Andre Markov, Inc., 
for, okay. for, for example. So any, any advertisement that Andrei Markov did, if he did some stuff for a car company, did some stuff you know, for, for, for varying organizations, for Ford, for whatever, that income would go into that corporation as opposed to being taxed in his hands at 53%. Okay. Because he doesn't necessarily need that income. And when it goes into that corporation, he's taxed on that amount? In he's that taxed on that amount in the corporation, but the amount is less. Okay. How much less? You can be 26%. Oh, really? Yeah, but then you have to pull it out of the corporation eventually. But you can do some income splitting techniques with a wife. Or you can set up a family trust, possibly. These are complicated issues. And, and, and NHL players and professional athletes in general is a very difficult situation. And you really got to look at the facts, see what they're doing, see where they are, and, and, and try to make some determinations and see what's possible. Because certain times, it's, you know, you want to make somebody a non-resident of the country, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work. Because, you know, let's look at Mark Mathot, for example. Yeah. Okay, Mark Mathot, I'm assuming that he was a resident in Ottawa. Okay. Mm-hmm. If he was a resident in Ottawa and now, meaning he's a resident in Canada, now he's going to go play in Dallas. He's not going to be subject to only, you know, U.S. federal tax uh, because Dallas, Texas doesn't have a state tax. But the problem here is he's still a resident of Canada. He has to break his residential ties with Canada. And if he has significant investments, that could cost money. Okay, we have a phone call. We have Ivan on line one, who I think wants to ask a question. All right. Why don't we get uh, Ernie a headset, actually, so he can... Oh, I'll, I'll just repeat the no, question. No, no problem. I got a headset. We got a headset. Okay. Ivan, good morning. Hi, good morning, Tony. This is Ivan. How are you? Oh, ça va très bien. Merci, Ivan. Toi? Ça va bien. Uh, to uh, question to your expert. Yes. Within the parameter of the NHLPA uh, working contract. Let's say that Montreal gave Radu six year, eight million. And there's a way thinking out of the box to not manipulate, but extend in real life the payment to the player. So within the parameter of the, uh, the Canadian organization, we are under budget uh, considering the 56 or 50 million cap that we have to keep. There's a way to extend that and to, I'm going to say the word in French, amorti, the, uh, the length of the contract. You can amortize the contract over, uh, over a course of time, but these guys, one, once you hit $130,000 of, of income, yeah. uh, you're taxed at the maximum rate. So really, how long are you going to amortize this contract over? If you're looking at a $7 million contract, you know, to amortize it over 10 years, over 15 years even, you're yeah. still going to be taxed at the max rates. So you, yeah, you'll, okay. you'll, you'll, you'll recover some stuff at the low rate, but you're not gonna, it's not going to last very long, and it'll, okay. it'll do wonders with the salary cap, I'm sure. But, but for the player, can he, can he, instead of paying every year his income tax, can he do a deal with the government, like for the federal government to say, okay, for the next year, I'm not going to pay X amount of money. And then three years after his contract, he can repay back the, uh, the, uh, his income. No, that, that, that kind of deal do- doesn't happen. And if, and if he doesn't pay his taxes when the taxes are due, they're gonna, it's going to carry interest at, uh, in right now at about 5%. Appreciate okay. taking the time, Ivan. Merci beaucoup for your Merci, question Yvan. and your participation. We're going to go to another caller. We have Chris on line two. Chris, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Say hello to Ernie Furt, tax partner at Fuller Landau. Good morning, sir. 
Good morning, Chris. I have a question regarding the NHL is really focused on parity, and and if we can get an expert in that can tell us what the tax difference is, why doesn't the NHL approach what would be I would call a universal dollar in the interest of parity? Because Canadian teams, if you look at the history of free agency, have difficulty attracting free agents. And I think part of the reason is not a lot of people focus on, oh, they don't want the spotlight. But I think this is a bigger issue. We're paying dollars into teams like Phoenix because we can fill our building and, and generate income as a result of the interest in the, in, the, in the city. Why are we being punished by having a salary cap that restricts us despite earning more dollars, but because of our taxes? Well, why can't the NHL look at what the annual tax dollars are in, say, Montreal, compare it to Florida, come up with what would we call a universal dollar so that everybody is on an even playing field. All right, so if I understand correctly, Chris is saying if the tax bracket is less than in Florida than it is in Montreal, Florida should have a cap of $66 million and the Canadians should have a cap of seventy. Is that what we understand from this? Are Chris, you- is that what you're trying to, to bring forward? A thousand percent. So wouldn't you consider that parity? It's... Yes, it's it, it is it is parity, but at the end of the day, the player is really not saving any money. Uh, the team is expending more money. The dollars come into the Canadian teams in Canadian dollars, other than potentially the the, the revenue from uh, from from the products that they sell worldwide. So you know it, it, it's hard to do that. And then Major League Baseball is going to want the same deal, and and then the the NFL is going to want the same deal. Everybody's going to want the same deal. So you're kind of turning things on its head a little bit. It's an interesting concept, but it may not be a workable one. Appreciate taking the time. John, on line three. John, ask away to Ernie Furt, tax partner at Fuller Lando. Go ahead. Hi, buddy. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good, good. Guys, uh, first of all, Tony, this is a great initiative. Love it. A lot of us like to talk about the business of sports. So thank you for doing this. Thank you. Um, I've heard um, often that a lot of players take advantage of um, becoming quote-unquote citizens of the world. So they pay one, one uh, uh, specific tax rate no matter what country, what place they live in. Could you speak a little bit more to that fact? I'm not aware of that situation. I, I, you, what you want to do is you, you want to have your player pay the least amount of tax possible, do the most amount of tax planning for him that's legally possible, and right. and if it's possible to live in a in in the U.S. or uh, in, in a low tax state, you know, because there's seven ta- there's seven states in in the U.S. where there is no state tax: Alaska, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. Now, Correct. New Hampshire and Tennessee are pretty good too because they don't tax employment income; they'll they'll tax interest income and capital gains in that. So yeah. if it's possible for the guys to live in these places and work, you know, with another NHL team somewhere, then they can do that and they can reduce their overall tax burden. That's Thank probably you, the best we can do, John. Appreciate taking the time. All right. Uh, Canadian-based team, Canadian resident. That's a scenario. Another is Canadian-based team, U.S. resident. And a third scenario is a U.S.-based team and a U.S. resident. How do they compare? We'll discuss that with Ernie Furt of Fuller Landau on the Montreal Forum, weekdays between 10 and noon on TSN 690. Tony Marinero, the Montreal Forum, TSN 690. Welcome back, Marinero, the Montreal Forum. It's 11.22 on this Wednesday morning with the free agency just a couple of days away here. 
we're wondering how it impacts the Montreal Canadiens and trying to sign players and whether or not players are going to go elsewhere because they're going to end up bringing home more money because they're going to be taxed at a lower rate. So we brought in tax partner of Fuller Lando, Ernie Furt, and we're going to continue. So we have different scenarios here, and we have Canadian-based teams, Canadian resident, Canadian-based team, U.S. resident, U.S.-based team, U.S. resident. All right, so if it's a Canadian-based team, like the Canadians, mm-hmm. and it's a Canadian hockey player, right? how much does it impact him compared to it being an American hockey player playing in Canada? Well, with the Canadian hockey player, the, the impact could be less because effectively at the end of the day, being a Canadian resident, he's taxed on world income here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Now, certain things that surprised me when I looked at this spreadsheet was that Ontario and Nova Scotia have a higher rate than Quebec with respect to income in this $5 million salary range. The best place to, the best place to live in, in terms of provinces would be British Columbia. As compared to Quebec on a $5 million salary, I'm saving $284,000, which is pretty good. Now, if I'm a U.S. resident, mm-hmm. on the other hand, then I'm splitting my income. And I, I, I'm taxing myself on the income that's derived from playing games in Canada and income that's derived from playing games in the U.S., and I am better off if I if I have that situation. Let's say, for example, like a, match, a Max Pacioretty. Mm-hmm. If Max decided to to live in New York and not live here in Montreal, he could be living in upstate New York. And if he's living in upstate New York, over the Quebec taxes, he could be effectively saving one hundred and seven thousand dollars on a five million dollar salary. Mm-hmm. It's possible, but I, I believe Max Pacioretty lives here. Yes, he does. Okay, so he's not saving that. So he has to look for other means to save it. Just bought in Westmount, as a matter of fact, I believe. That's what I was told. Uh, all right, um, it's 1124 on TSN 690. We're talking with tax partner of Fuller Landau, Ernie Furt, and we're taking a look at different scenarios. Um, everyone talks about the tax bracket in Quebec. If you're a Canadian um, and you're playing for a Canadian team, are the Montreal Canadiens, as far as tax bracket is concerned, are they the worst team to play for in Canada? No, I would say the Leafs and uh, and the Senators would be. Oh, really? So explain me that. Be, because if I'm if assuming I'm resident in in Ontario, yeah, I'm paying a little bit more, twelve hundred bucks on five million dollars by pay, by playing uh, by playing and being a resident of Ontario. We can also take a look at a scenario of a Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby, depending on where he's resident, if he decides that he's a Canadian, he wants to remain a resident of Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia, then he is paying $29,000 more tax than he would pay being a Quebec resident. Oh, really? Oh, really. Everyone talks about Quebec being the most taxed, so we're not? We're not. Okay. So in order, who is? Uh, Nova Scotia is the highest, it would be the highest taxed. All right. Ontario second, Quebec is third, so we win the bronze medal here. Okay. Okay. And then the so best Toronto province. Toronto and the, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators would have to pay more money to an unrestricted free agent than the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, but it's like a small difference. You're talking $2,000. Yes. But everyone who talks about the Canadians being at a huge disadvantage, Ottawa and Toronto are actually at more of a disadvantage than I, the Montreal yes, Canadiens are. that is correct. Okay. Uh if you are a U.S. resident playing for a team in the States, what kind of difference is that with being a Canadian resident playing in Canada? Well, effectively, if I play for Tampa Bay, yes, 
I, I have a difference of. Uh, a you're a Boston kid, and you're playing in Tampa Bay. I'm a Boston kid playing uh, playing in Tampa Bay. Uh, I have a difference between here of five hundred eighty six thousand dollars US on, on five million. Always on five million. Uh, I based everything on five million. Because okay, gotcha. Makes it easier for me. This is probably what you make a year, so the numbers are probably clear. That's for a four you. and a half, actually. Uh, four and a half. <laughs> wow, you're paid the same amount of money as Patrick. <laughs> How were your playoffs? <laughs> With uh, Ernie Furt of Fuller Lando. We'll get to your phone calls uh, at 514-790-1690. You can also tweet me at Tony Marinero, T-O-N-Y-M-A-R-I-N-A-R-O. And if you have any text messages, you can text me at 11690. Can the expert uh, quickly touch base on the Ronaldo and Messi situation? Are you aware of this situation? I think it's a tax evasion situation in Europe. Yes. Okay. I am not exactly aware of it, and I'm not sure how the, the, the where they're resident and where the tax works. You know what I would imagine in this case, without knowing the facts of the case, because I, I, you know, I don't, I read that they owe money, but they make about thirty million dollars in salary, and they make about fifty to sixty million dollars in endorsements. And it's probably something that we touched on earlier on, the endorsements and, you know, what you can do with them type of thing. People sometimes forget to tell their accountants what they earned. (laughs) You know, sometimes, depending if they have a good agent and a a good set of records, they keep all the records of everything that they earned, all their appearances and and all the revenues that they earned. And they all come into the same spot. Other other times, no, they don't don't bother with certain things. So they have to be careful, especially a guy at that level Mm -hmm. who who was exposed to the the world and everybody knows who he is. They got to be more careful than the little guy. We talked about a couple of players before, Markov and Radulov. They have something in common. They're both Russian. And how about if they lived in Russia? I'm going to ask you that question, RSPs, and more right after the 11.30 update with Ernie Furt of Fuller Landau on the Montreal Forum. Eleven thirty-two. Welcome back, Marinero, with you on TSN six ninety. Some text messages are coming in at eleven six ninety, and we're talking taxation and unrestricted free agency is around the corner, and people want to know um, how the Montreal Canadiens can hold on to some of their players, how they can sign unrestricted free agency, considering that they are at a disadvantage compared to most teams in the league. But Ernie Furt, tax partner of Fuller Landau, telling us that. Actually, Ontario is a higher tax bracket, and so Toronto and Ottawa are more at a disadvantage than the Montreal Canadiens are. So here are some text messages coming in. Can you please ask Ernie, Andre Markov is a Canadian citizen. What tax break does he get for being one? Does he get one? No. He gets the right to vote. Uh, but he is a Canadian resident at the end of the day and is not a Russian resident because you can have a situation where you can have a guy who who decides to go back to Russia and play in the KHL. Mm -hmm. And the the Russian tax rate, believe it or not, is 13%. Okay? So anybody who's sitting in the KHL, like uh, Kovalchuk right now, Mm -hmm. who's probably a resident of Russia, he's paying 13% on whatever whatever he earns over there and not more. If he would come here, it'd be a different story. 53%. That's right. Fantastic. So now we're going to get to Markov and Radulov. And says, Kayvon, how about they keep their Russian residency and go back each year at the end of the season? Can they do that and go under 
the tax bracket in Russia, which is the 13% that no, you just talked about. Unfortunately not, because what, what happens is they're being paid by a Canadian-based team, so they're going to be paying the Canadian rate on the Canadian games. They're going to be paying a U.S. rate on the, uh, on the U.S. games, and they'll be taxed as a non-resident in both jurisdictions. But they will be taxed in both jurisdictions, and both jurisdictions have a higher tax rate than 13%. So they're going to end up paying tax in, in, in the same scenario, more or less like the scenario two that we have, which a Canadian-based team with U.S. resident. Would that also apply if what we talked about before, let's just say Andre Markov's wife-to-be and the kids decide instead of moving to Pompano, where they already have a home, they're going to move to Russia, same, where they already have a home. Pretty, pretty much the same taxation. Except with with Pompano, I have a little bit lower, okay, but not. It won't be that much lower. Uh, you know, you have players who also come from Sweden and Finland. But but let, let me make this clear. Pardon All me. Right. You just said the tax bracket in Russia is thirteen percent. Yes. But residency, as long as the family's living there, right? They're residents. Correct. So if they go live in Russia, he cannot be taxed at thirteen percent. No, because he's he's working here. He's okay. So as as a non-resident who's working in Canada, you're subject to taxation in Canada on the piece of income that you earn in Canada. So the sixty-five percent in my calculation. So because the Canadian tax rate is much higher than the Russian tax rate, I'm going to end up paying the Canadian tax, and when it comes to preparing my Russian tax return, I'll get a foreign tax credit, but only to the extent of the 13% in Russia. So hence, I'm not paying any Russian tax. I'm paying Canadian tax at the normal Canadian rate. Says a texter, but if I'm a Canadian hockey player and I'm making $5 million a year U.S. in Canada, in Canada, that's about $6.5 million a year. I'm coming out ahead anyways. In 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 what respect? Five million, five million U.S., five million Canadian depends on the fluctuation of the foreign currency. At the end of the day, but if the currency remains stable, you're not really better off. You, your purchasing power could be more or less the same, but that depends on where you are. Housing costs, for example, you could get good houses here for for less than you can get good houses in Toronto and in Vancouver. So, you know, you, it, it all depends on purchasing power and what you're going to purchase at the end of the day. 514-790-1690. We'll get to your phone calls. I see somebody on line one that we'll probably get to. RRSPs. You talked about sponsorship, and if you, if you make endorsement money, you can open up a, a corporation, um, John Smith Inc., and put it in there, and you're taxed a lot less, probably even as low as 26% instead of 53 how much of a break can they get with RRSPs if they want to go down that route? If they take an RRSP, first of all, there's a maximum on the RRSP, and the maximum is about $26,000 right now. Mm-hmm. So they take take $26,000, put it in an RRSP, and effectively save $13,000 a tax. It's not bad, but it's not a it, it, it's not a game changer. It's nothing on $5 million. It's nothing on $5 million. Yeah. You can't buy too much with $13,000. Well, I can. You can. Yes. Mind you, when you pull it out, you're taxed on it. You're taxed on it, but you're only ta- you're taxed on it later. And depending on where you live, you could reduce the amount of tax on it uh, to 15%. We'll get to your calls at 790-1690. Ernie Furt is a tax partner over at Fuller Landau. Sean, uh, do you have any questions regarding uh, your favorite Montreal Canadians and some numbers here? Uh, what are we, what are we, uh, what didn't we touch on? We're missing something here. Well, we're missing, uh, what, what are we missing? 
um, basically advantages and disadvantages of being in the U.S. is one yeah. thing that we could discuss. Uh, giving up Canadian residency. I think that's an important issue, and we have to understand how that works. Okay, so how does it work? Okay. I'm a Canadian resident. I'm taxed on my world income in Canada. If I decide that I'm moving to the States and I'm giving up my residency, and I'm a, an established player in the league, mm-hmm. so I have savings in the bank, I potentially have RRSPs, and I have and I have investments, and I purchased some properties and whatever in my personal name. When I leave Canada, or when anyone leaves Canada, there's a deemed disposition at fair market value of whatever you own. So let's say, for example, uh, I, ha- I have a good agent who hooked me up with a, with a good investment advisor, and I have accrued capital gains on, uh, on shares. I bought shares, and I paid $50,000 for the shares, and now, all of a sudden, they're worth two hundred and fifty. So when I leave Canada, I have to pay tax on that difference, mm-hmm. on that $200,000. So there's planning involved when you leave the country, Canada, to go to the States, because the the basis of taxation in the two countries are different. Canada bases it on residency. The U.S. bases it on citizenship. So you're you're filing a U.S. tax return and paying U.S. taxes wherever you go in the world. My my paycheck that comes in uh, the hockey players every fourteen or eighteen days or whatever it is. I think it's eighteen. I think they get ten pay stubs over the course of the year. But anyway, when they get one, can they put it in a trust? They can set up a trust, but that's that that's complicated. First, if they get that paycheck, they're going to be taxed on that paycheck. You can't you can't direct the paycheck to go somewhere else. Some people say, okay, we want to incorporate ourselves and be an incorporated employee and and pay that twenty six percent tax. They don't like that. You can't do that in Canada. We can't also deduct certain expenses that we have to incur as a player, like our training fees if we pay for them in the off season. We cannot deduct. No, them. in Canada you cannot deduct them. Okay, we can't deduct our agent fees, which could be three or four percent of the salary. Because there's been tax cases with, with Nikolai Habibul and wanted to d- d- deduct his agent fees here in Canada. And you can in the states. And you can in the states. However, so in the states you can deduct your training fees. Yes. You can deduct the five percent commission that your agent charges you. Yes. What else can you deduct in the states that you can't deduct here? You can deduct mortgage interest that we can't deduct here, and you could also deduct real estate taxes on your home that you can't deduct here. However, because of the high salaries, these deductions are severely limited. So I will get a deduction, but possibly only to the extent of 20% of what I put put down. Add it all up, though. I mean, I don't see why you'd want to play in Canada now that you're telling me all these things. Well, there's certain, there, there's certain disadvantages to playing here. Unfortunately, the tax system is what it is and is not going to change to... To, to respect the athlete necessarily. Which we go back to the previous caller's suggestion, saying, you know what, all these things should be taken into account, and if a team in the States has a, 66, uh, a, a $66 million salary cap, the Canadians should be at 70 because of this to try and to try and compensate. I'm curious, P.K. Subban, mm-hmm. he gets traded from the Canadians to Nashville. Mm-hmm. He's laughing big time. In terms of money that he's bringing home at every two weeks. It depends. Yes, but at the end of the day, if he's still resident in Toronto, he's not laughing at all. It's the same situation. Okay, but he's a smart enough guy. He's going to make himself a Nashville, Tennessee resident right away. You would think so, but yeah. they, but, but also with P.K. Subban, there may have been significant uh, worth accumulated before he left, so he has to deal with that worth and, and pay that deemed disposition tax in Canada. 
when he leaves the country and becomes a U.S. person. But it's not so easy to become a U.S. person. Most of these people who are working in the NHL are on work visas. Some of them get green cards. A green card's harder to get. You need a work, you'll, you'll generally need the work visa first. And with a work visa, you're there, but you're not necessarily resident in the States. And it all depends on what you, uh, on what you do. You can remain resident in the States. You can try to remain resident in the States, but you have to kind of have permission to do that. Uh, the texter before who talked about um, the $5 million a year in U.S. dollars, about $6.5 million a year in Canada, he says, what I meant was, if I'm a Canadian or I'm living here, even if I pay $500,000 in taxes, I still have about a million left over to use in Canada. All right, okay. So anyway, he explained himself. It's 1143 on TSN 690. Why don't we do this? We're going to finish it off with Sebastian, Samar, and Danny. They all have uh, they all have questions for you. Why don't we get to Sebastian first? Sebastian, good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing? Very well. Welcome to the Montreal Forum. Say hello to Ernie. Go ahead. How are you, Ernie? I'm well, Sebastian. Uh, so whatever the texter just said is what I was actually going to bring up. If you take the case of Markov making $5 million a year, translate that because they're all u.s dollar correct correct even if they're playing for the canadians they're getting paid in american money correct correct so your five million turns into 6.5 which if you get taxed and make it at 50 percent you know keep it a round number you're still probably ahead meaning oh uh, i see what you're saying okay so you know compared to if if he was going to make that money in in the states Perfect. Okay, well, it's so the same money. So, so. If I, so, let me just make it clear. You're Andre Markov. Let's just say you signed for five million with the Montreal Canadiens. U.S. The conversion rate is thirty-eight points. You're probably Correct. taking home close to six and six point something. Yeah, if he so played in the states and he was making that five million U.S. and he was taxed on that five million, he's probably ends up bringing more home in Canada because of the conversion rate than yeah, in the states so. where. The value of the dollar is the value of the dollar. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why doesn't it make sense to me is if all the NHL contracts are in five uh, are in U.S. dollars, the fact that you convert it afterwards doesn't mean anything. We're, we're, we're trying to do a ca- calculations and, and show everybody what the tax rates are using a consistent dollar. So let's use the U.S. dollar as that consistent base because that's what the players are are, are paid in. So you can't really equate that. It, yeah, it, it looks like in, in, in more dollars, but it really doesn't mean that it is more dollars. Okay, gotcha. It's 11.45 on TSN 690. I know Samar and Danny want to ask you a question. Can you stick around for now? Absolutely. All right, so when we continue on the Montreal Forum, Marinero along with Ernie Furt, a tax partner over at Fuller Landau. He'll answer all your taxation questions, residency questions, and unrestricted free agency talk right here on the Montreal Forum. On TF- Marinero, welcome back. Morello's Restaurant and Bar, a beautiful restaurant. Some reviews have called it absolutely gorgeous, open from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m., seven days a week and open to the whole family, valet parking all the time. It's connected to Poker Palace and is located only 15 minutes from downtown Montreal, Newly renovated and expanded to 23,000 square feet, two floors, in order to offer the best entertainment, food, and service in the industry. So we welcome them to TSN and the TSN 690 family. We definitely do. Uh, so the text messages are coming in. This has been a hit, by the way, Ernie. Uh, Ernie Furt of Fuller Orlando. We're talking taxation and residency. Carrie Price's contract is around the corner. Um, 
is native. Is there anything or you'd have to absolutely be living on the reserve? You have to be living on the reserve and earning the money on the reserve. Ah, okay. So if the Canadians decide to move the Bell Centre to the reserve, yes. then we could talk. We could talk. Other than that, it's a non-issue. A non-issue. All right. Says uh, my buddy Rob, uh, the tax issue is why a Canadian team hasn't won a cup in over 25 years. All right. Uh, I think it's a talent issue. Maybe. Tony, don't forget that every game played in a U.S. city, no matter where your home team is based, is taxed where the game is played, period. In other words, if the Canadians play in California, uh, the players play a game against the Kings and the Ducks and the Sharks, they are taxed at California rates during the time that they're there. That's correct. Which is something that you mentioned. We have a couple of calls that we're going to get to. Samar on line two. Samar, welcome. Good morning. Hey, Tony. How are you? Very well. How are you? Good. Um, I actually study finance, so this taxation stuff is always uh, on the table for me. And um, right now, the, the currency, like you guys were mentioning earlier, the currency exchange rate um, is, favors the American dollar. And the, the amount of money that they make, like, yeah, they get taxed more in Canada, sure, but uh, because of the, the current exchange rate, and it's not going to change for the next five to, to six years um, drastically, um, the these players have more purchasing power in Canada because let's say you're paying $10 for parking, you're paying 10 Canadian dollars when you're earning 10 American dollars. So your purchasing power is actually kind of a lot higher if you're earning American dollars as a Canadian resident. Now, why hold, on, thing, uh, hold on, uh, Ernie, Ernie's going to yeah. respond to that. Ernie? It can be, but certain things are cheaper in the U.S. and, and, and the price has already been adjusted in Canada, because if it costs you thirty-five dollars Canadian to park somewhere, uh, in the, the U.S. equivalent could be twenty bucks somewhere. Right. So you gotta, and that is more or less the same. So right. it's this is a really hard discussion because there's certain economic factors that are, that are very difficult to ascertain. And, sure. and that's what you have to look at. You have to look at relative purchasing power where you are versus relative purchasing power in in a state of a no-tax state such as Florida or Vegas for that matter. Nevada is the state. Let's go to Danny on line three. Danny, good morning. Hello? Yep. Hey, Tony, how are you? Very well. How are you, Danny? Good, thank you. Um, I'm going to maybe change up the pace a little bit because we all know in the end, result, everyone's paying taxes. But maybe to make it more interesting for a player to come and play in Canada... Can a company like Molson, let's say, give a sponsor, like an endorsement to an athlete? Is that legal in the NHL to endorse him for, let's say, whatever money he will be losing in taxes, to endorse him that amount for Molson to do, like, a, uh, I don't know, an ad or something and say, you know what, we'll give you $2 million or whatever it is. Is that legal in the NHL? It's an endorsement contract. And, and if the player is paid that endorsement money, then he'll be taxed on that. So... Well, and- yeah, even if he's taxed, let's say, to make up that amount that he will be losing in taxes on the Canadian contract, they can do that and make him make that money through the endorsement contract, let's say, they, after all taxes are said and done. They could. Like, it's kind of like an equalization is what you're talking about. So yeah. just somebody else is going to do the equalization, and, and Molson uh, Breweries, let's say, will will, will pay the, the tax differential between, let's say, Montreal and... Uh, and Florida or something like that. I think I recognize the voice. Is this Danny the bricklayer? 
Yes, it is. How are you? Very well. Danny the Bricklayer. How you doing? Not bad. Danny, I'll call you when I need some brickwork done. Awesome. Thank Who are you, you with, Danny? Who am I with right now? Yeah, well, just give it a plug. You're Danny the Bricklayer. Uh, awesome. Well, I'm with my dad and my uncle yeah. and a, a man who I, uh, a guy who I call my brother who's been an employee for us since he got out of high school. Okay, very, very good. All right. Good for you. Thank you. All right, Thank cheers. You. Thank you. He must have been nervous. I said, hey, give the company a plug. He says, I'm with my dad and my brother and an employee. And Who cares about taxes saved if you are unhappy, says a texter. Well, if you save some taxes, you'll be, chances are you'll be happy. You'll be happier. You'll be happier for sure. There's no doubt. Everyone wants to save on taxes. Right? Everybody wants to save on anything, really. Can these players, you just talked about what they what they can't claim. You said earlier on with Ernie for a tax partner over at Full Orlando, you said that if you played in the States, once again, some of the things you can expense are your training fees, the 5% commission uh, that you owe to your agent. You talked about uh, mortgage, I think. Mortgage interest. Okay. What else? A real estate taxes on a home. Okay. If I'm a player playing for the Montreal Canadiens, what can I expense? Uh, nothing, pretty much. You know, you can claim an RSP deduction. All your stuff is pretty much taken care of Are by the Canadians. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Nothing? Zero. Wow. Pretty much all your expenses are taken care of by the team. Your travel is taken care of by the team. To, travel to and from work by car is not considered a, a, an employment expense. So there's virtually very little that you can claim. Huh. Who, who pays for the sticks? The Canadians. They don't pay for the sticks. So they, they cannot put in their gas expense at the end of the year? Uh, no, they cannot because they're, they're not earning business income. They're not traveling for work. They're not going to see clients. They're going to the they, Bell Center. They they're, can if they open up a corporation. If they open up a corporation and they have to visit varying clients that they can claim the gas expenses but you're talking pennies in the overall scheme well, of thing all their clients that are uh clients that give them endorsements correct or potential clients that they absolutely. can possibly endorse absolutely i went today and i had lunch with this guy that's fine because he's thinking of me representing his company nothing worked out in the exactly. end he didn't sign me mm-hmm. but i can expense the travel to go to the restaurant exactly. i can expense the bill at exactly. the restaurant the bill at the restaurant's 50 percent add back but yes okay. you can expense that not a problem all right so these are small things they're small things but there are there are things to do and proper tax planning for anyone whether you're a professional athlete mm-hmm. or whether you're just a regular guy on the street is important and you got to look at things and you got to talk to people who no, no taxes, and are able to help you. How long have you been doing this? I've been doing this since December 90. You know this like the back of your hand, huh? To a certain extent. I like it. I enjoy it. I enjoy the sports world, too. Uh-huh. And, I, and when I could marry the two together, it's fantastic. He's a tax partner at Full Orlando. His name is Ernie Ford. How can people get a hold of you? Because, look, the response that we're getting here, there are a lot of text messages coming in and a lot of emails. And so the response that we're getting, people want to get a hold of you. How can they do so? Well, you can call me at my office. Yeah. Uh, my office direct line is 514-908-4757. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you can email me at efurt at flmontreal.com. 
Appreciate taking the time and coming you, in. My I pleasure. see that Mark Shalhoub is here. No stranger to radio. I want to bring in Mark for a second because Mark's got a very familiar voice. Mark has done radio for the longest time. Mark is with business development, as a matter of fact, with Full Orlando. How you doing, bud? Very well, Tone. Good to see you. Ah, that's and, a familiar uh, voice. And we'll do some traffic on uh, on Thursday night and Saturday this weekend on the Bell Media Station. Fantastic. So, I have a traffic report coming up now. Do you want to do it? No. You want to do it? No, Sean. I'm not up to uh, up to snuff on that right now, so we'll let, uh, let the gang over in the traffic center take care of it. But no, good to have Ernie on this morning. He's... Uh, he and I talk hockey around the office plenty, and he brings a business perspective with the tax side of it, too. You want to know why he doesn't want to do the upcoming traffic report? Because he's not getting paid, or he is getting paid. Is he on company time? And if he did do it, could he expense it? <laughs> what is he expensing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I drove here. <laughs> Ernie Furt, tax partner at Fuller Landau, and Mark Shaloub in charge of business development at Fuller Landau. Guys, thanks for coming in. This was awesome. Thank you, Tony. It was great. All right, appreciate thanks, taking Tom. the time. We have a noon update around the corner, and Simon Salikas will join me. Together, he and I will bring you Habs Lunch. We have Queen Tickets and Adam Lambert coming to the Bell Center on July 17th. Caller number one at 790-1690. You're going to the show. You're listening to the home of sports in Montreal, TSN 690, CKGM, and iHeartRadio.